Welcome to God Mode Unlocked, where we break down the latest gaming news and give you godlike insight and analysis of everything happening across the gaming industry. I'm Mayor Ryan Reynolds. And I'm Matt Bronson. And no matter what platform you're listening to us on, welcome to episode 36v2. In this episode, we're going to talk about our experiences at PAX East, GameStop's new direction, Google and Apple's big entry into gaming, and a rumor about From Software and George R.R. Martin teaming up. God Mode Unlocked episode 36 is live. Holla holla like you dipped in lava. I hope that's not copyright. Alright, welcome to God Mode Unlocked episode 36 version 2.0. We recorded episode 36 a week ago now, before we went to PAX, and we lost it to the Devil's Cut. Yep. Uh, Technical, technical issues. Double got his it's the second time I think that's happened in our history. Yeah. So yeah. we've got lots of big news. Well, no, wait, wait, wait. We we got the other episode out. We lost half of it. But we lost yeah, huge portions of it. This one we lost that. This one we lost. No, well, it lost. still exists, but the audio yeah. is such a mess. So. Yeah. It'll just never. It'll take like 20 years to edit that. So we carried over some topics from that, but we also just got back from PAX East. There's a lot of other news to talk about, so. Uh, I guess we just talk about packs first. I mean, yeah. What? What? How would you describe your experience in general? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, that was my first, um, my first show, and uh, yeah, it was it was a great experience. I thought. Yeah. I mean, that was, was that? That was your first like public show. Real. Right? I, I'd say it's the first real. Yeah, and because we we have been to one one yeah. other show. It was fledgling though. It was like yeah, it was really yeah nothing compared yeah. to that. It was a. You know, like a hotel. Yeah, one ball, floor. Yeah, ballroom or whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was it was a good time, and uh, I highlighted a bunch of smaller games yeah. um, that I probably wouldn't know about otherwise. Uh, and I ended up buying one of them. What'd uh, you buy? Uh, yeah. Shapes and Beats. Oh, okay. And yeah, it's, it's, it's not a VR game. Really, no. Okay. Nope. Uh, it's it's good, and uh, you know, me and the niece and the nephew were enjoying it today, so. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of what PAX is for. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's big games there too, but it, it was, I think it was originally intended basically to be like an indie showcase. Kind of. yeah. That's what it's become at least. Yeah, and so that's what I tried to give the most attention to was um, the indies. Yeah. So for me, I mean, I spent literally the whole time, I think I played two games. I spent most of my time talking to, to, to companies. And that, <clears throat> to me, for me, this is like the you know, gaming industry nerd in me. Like, those were the best, like, the education that came out of it for me. Like, talking to, like, as boring as it sounds, like, the Geico guy, to get yeah. his insight about what their company's trying to do in gaming. Like, yeah. stuff like that, to me, is, like, this is so interesting. And talking talking to the rep whose company I won't reference, who said, we won't know what the hell we're doing in this space. <laughs> stuff like that was, like, um, intriguing for me. You yeah, know? I wasn't, mean, last time we went to a trade show, we... We almost got someone fired. So, yeah, uh, yeah I'm not going to say. This time we'll, we'll, we'll save somebody's job. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, you know, like, I really enjoyed listening to that guy from Splice, who little did I know there's a professional esports organization based in Rochester. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I like that. I think, I definitely think if you're going to PAX East ever, I think the biggest tip, two tips, go Thursday. Thursday, yeah. Because it's much slower than Saturday. Yeah, oh my goodness. If, if only I had known that Thursday yeah. was 
I mean, the nice day. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh my God, it's so busy on Thursday. Yeah. And then Friday came. Yeah. And then I realized Thursday was nothing. Yeah. The other thing I'd say is bring a really comfortable pair of shoes because <laughs> yeah. I, uh, my back and legs hurt both days, like nonstop. It was just killing me. Uh, so yeah, I got to talk to the developer of Dusk, which I thought, you know, I, that was cool. Um, yeah, you know, the real highlight for me was the um, eSports panel, Yeah, which you seem to think was uh, something of a train wreck because they had three people well, duck out. Well, as, as a panel, I think it was kind of like, I think the panel suffered because they didn't have, it was literally one perspective. Yeah. Because the other his guy, perspective was absolutely he was great. Yeah, I, mean, I, I like I could have sat there for another he two was or three great. hours. And I was I'm I've been looking into them and you know all sorts of stuff, but I just, I just wish there was a couple more perspectives up there. Like, oh yeah, yeah, like the one guy comes from an esports website, and yeah. he ended up kind of having to be the host. Yeah, I, so he couldn't talk about what you, they were. You mentioned about. that you had helped you you gotten the chance to talk yeah. about it more. But I mean, I thought the esports guy was you know the team splice right splice yeah yeah. Um, he was he was absolutely fascinating to listen to and get all that inside perspective. Yeah. And it's especially fascinating because it's a new thing. It's yeah. such a new thing, such a new sport, such a new everything. Yeah. So to get like behind the scenes at this point in time, it's just you know, it's utterly. I was telling one of the kids that I work with today because today was the first time I saw him since I came back. He's big into gaming and stuff. And I was, I was telling him, and I didn't really realize how incredible it was until I started telling him the story back. I was like, this guy started this company in 2015 with $25,000 that he got out with a grant. Yeah, that he, he had four for it. Four years later, he's got multiple world championship teams. Like, that's how esports has blown up in four years' time. Yeah. Like, nobody well, knew what it was in Well, the other thing is, is he took, he took 25000 and turned it into $50 million. Right, that's what I mean. I mean, that... That's just incredible. Right. And, and that's like what this space of esports is. And he's is. like a drama teacher or whatever. He's like a way in a theater. Yeah. 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 And like that's like his background. So, yeah. I mean, it's just so incredible. So incredible. Yeah. I mean, you, you, like he said, you sort of miss the boat if, you, if you're not in already. Yeah. But, I mean, the fact that it just happened a couple of years ago, it just makes it. Yeah. It's just such a fascinating story. And something else I got thinking about today, a lot of these different companies there, are all competitors. Yeah. yeah. But I got thinking about it. Like, the, t the whole tone of the whole convention was so, like, cooperative, have a good time. Yeah. We're all in this together. Yeah, oh, like, goodbye. Like, yeah, like, and a lot of these companies are literally direct competitors. You yeah. know, and I, I didn't and, have... And there was no... Like, I didn't have a single issue with anybody No, that's there. what I mean. Not a single issue. Everybody was all, like, very Extremely open friendly. And, yeah. Extremely, you know, it was... Well, except the guy who kicked me out of his booth. Yeah, except that guy. <laughs> but everybody else was just, I mean, for... for the conditions, uh, um, having thousands of people, shoulder to yeah. shoulder. I mean, everybody just seemed to want to have a good time, and it, yeah. was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. So let's talk about probably the biggest news. Speaking of which, did you see the Outer Worlds was at PAX East? Was it? Yes, it was. You know what's funny is, as I was walking around. I saw it on reset. Time. As I was walking around on Friday, I was like, was that game here yesterday? Was that game Yo, here yesterday? I think they there changed so the, many I think games. they changed the floor between Thursday and Friday. Yeah, because there were just so many games. I was like. Did I walk over here yesterday? So, I didn't see that. As the, as the story goes, I told Matt that the Outer Worlds was here, and uh, you know he made a point he wanted to go play it because he's really been looking forward to that. 
And he went up to the booth and they told him that it was the Outer Wilds, not yeah. the Outer Wilds. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, we we'd saw we saw the, the thing, right? And we were like, oh, it's, it's yeah. the Outer Worlds. Yeah. Because it's like, it was the same color and everything. Yeah, it was like yeah. the same coloration, same font almost. Yeah. And, you know, obviously there's there's like one or two letters difference yeah. between the two. And so I was like, oh, Outer Worlds is here. And I got, so I hop in line to play it. And just before... Um, you know, I, I got to go play it. I'm standing in line. They asked me what game you want to play. I actually told them Outer Worlds. Yeah. I looked down. I looked back up. I'm looking at the sign, and I go, oh, wait a second. That doesn't say Outer Worlds. That says Outer Wilds, which I've never heard of before. And I, It's already out. It's I, like it's on a game pad. I had no desire to play it. I ended game. up playing Void Bastards. So. But you didn't have a good experience. No, that See, not, that is something That was else. not a game that should be shown. It, well, you know, I got thinking about that, too, because there's a few other games there that were in that exact sit, uh, situation, in my opinion. Like, they have that, uh, the Man of Medan game there. Oh, yeah. Which is like a sit, cinematic well, yeah, and, atmosphere. And they had you The Walking Dead. You can't play Hell's that. Walking Dead. I mean, you and can. Why would you want to play that? Those are games meant to be played on your couch with yeah. good headphones. Yeah. They're about the, the atmosphere. Yes. And obviously at a, at a convention with thousands of people yeah. and, you know, hundreds of other games beeping and bopping yeah. in your ears. Right. You're not going to get that atmosphere. And, so, like, you know, I, I think the biggest, and this isn't to knock the show at all, I'm not saying that, but to me the biggest thing that hurts was not you didn't get to play the big games because the lines oh. were so long so days gone we didn't get to try couldn't even get close to um control i really wanted to try yeah but you couldn't play nope. that untouchable and uh, that's not remedy's fault that was in sony's booth and sony brought like two the, yeah two units and then they had the experience they had, which they i downloaded had, well they had dreams with like 40 stations yeah yeah, yeah. there was no no trouble getting in to play that and then you know i almost got to play biomutant but I got chased out of the booth there too because apparently I budged in line. Oh, but that was there. Remember the? Oh, there's a line, but there's only one person. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Wait, where are you going? No, did I chase you away? No, <laughs> no. Don't you want to play bio? You went? No. Yeah. So I mean, this entire trip was just such an adventure. There's so many yeah. things to see. And the car almost exploding on the highway yeah. out in front of us. And yeah, so many memories from this trip for but, sure. Uh, yeah, so it was, it was a good experience. We, uh, so let's talk about Borderlands 3 real quick. We literally got locked out of this we panel. this one. So it was at max capacity when we got went yeah. to go get in line. We were already. just about to get in line, and then they're like, oh, it's, it's just capped. And I was like, ah. Oh. So <laughs> I've heard very mixed reactions to this. Did you see the trailer? I didn't even bother watching it, to oh, be honest with To be you. honest, it's not even worth watching, really. That's what, that's what I heard. It was one of the worst trailers ever. They, they promised that they're going to reveal actual information, like, next week or the week after. Alien guns. Um, but I, I, to me, what I've taken from this game is if you liked Borderlands 1, you liked Borderlands 2, you're going to like Borderlands 3. Yeah. If you didn't like either of those games, there's nothing to see here. Yeah. There's, it's, just, it's literally more of the same from what I can tell. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, even graphically, it's, it's like finally it's been revealed, 10 years but since that. I had a lot of people uh, saying that as well. Yeah. But like, well, this this literally looks like Borderlands 2 HD, yeah. like or 4K, whatever you want to call it, whatever K we're up to now. Yep. But it did get revealed. That was probably the biggest news out of PAX. Uh, Gearbox announced a bunch of other like ports and stuff. I think they announced Bullet Storms coming to Switch. Uh, Borderlands Game of the Year edition for like every platform. Uh, nothing, 
nothing mind-blowing really, but PAX isn't a conference where you go in expecting, you know, massive news. It's cool they announced Borderlands 3 there at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was it was nice to have like something that was so and highly anger. anticipated yeah. Yeah. You know, be revealed there. Um, so I'm sure we'll be mixing in some PAX stories here and there, but let's let's move on to this next one, which is about Sony. So Sony is, this is breaking news in the last two days, they're shutting down the entire Drive Club franchise. They're taking all the servers offline for all the games, and they're removing them from the PlayStation Store, so you can't even buy the game. So if you own them already, you could use, like, the, you know, the single-player features. Yeah. But you can't buy these games anymore. You can't play them online. It's kind of sad. And they're taking well. They're taking a beating because they have a reputation of doing this. They did it with like Warhawk. They did it with Twisted Metal. Yeah, they've done well, it numerous you know times. What's bizarre now. is the game got quite a following. Yeah, that's like like it, it launched and it was sort of like this embarrassment. You know, aside from graphically, graphically it just blew everybody away. Yeah. But it was a it was an embarrassment of you know technical issues. Yeah. But eventually, they they were able to fix those technical issues, yeah. and, and they got quite a following. But by that point, I think they had already decided to cut evolution, mm-hmm. and you know, so it was just sort of limping on from there. And um, well, I think the problem so now, they, now, like, it's just the awkward situation of like, well, that that I think is a problem. Like no future for them, like, because what they're telling their fans and the people that are buying these games, like. They're creating this caution. When you buy a Sony game, beware that you know you might not be able to play it forever because we're going to shut the servers down. This game isn't that old. Yeah, we're not talking about a PS3. Game. But it is launched PS4. So. But that's not. Yeah, it's I mean, not that old. But you can still play Warcraft 2 online. Yeah. You can still play Diablo 2 online. Like, I mean, it is unfortunate, especially because Sony's first-party multiplayer games are so sparse. Yeah. That you know, it's like why why do this? Right. But um, I don't know. Maybe they're hoping that you know by doing this that those players will transfer over to like Grand Turismo. Well, they're wiping it from like history. They're they can't even yeah, buy it. I don't know if they're hoping that like it'll push those players you know back into Grand Turismo, which is you know sort I don't, of. I just think it's a bad look. Falling off as a public itself. You um, know, I, I from its heyday. I think too, as a developer, you're sitting there going, well, geez, like put all my time into this game and now you're wiping it from existence, yep. you know? Yep. Um, you know, on some games, we just saw how Titanfall 2 experienced a resurgence, you know, three, four years after it came out. Yeah, I don't I don't see why, um, you know, you would need to do this uh, to, to a game that's, that has such a dedicated call following. It I, I just, I don't, I don't see that, it can't be that they're just pouring so much money into this that this is like a huge cost saving. You know, it's, it's, it's really kind of funny though because it's, it's really, I mean, when the game released, it was basically Sony's um, Project Gotham. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it sort of, it sort of went, gone too. yeah, it sort of, it sort of went the same way PGR went. That, yeah. You know, it was like, it had a really dedicated following and you just yeah. had the plug pulled on it. I mean, I really don't reason. see why one platform would need more than one racing sim. Yeah. Like first but, party. Well, yeah, but it was a little more of the arcade. Just like PGR. Even, PGR. even one PGR was more arcade than, yeah. than um, Forza. Yeah. Drive Club was the same to uh, Grand Prix. So, speaking of esports, and you know, we were talking about that esports panel. 
GameStop is finally changing directions here. And I don't know if this is too late or not for them, but I think this is a wise move. Because oh, yeah. if you, basically what's happening is GameStop's going all in on esports and they're gonna start offering gaming clinics and tournaments at GameStop. And a few episodes ago, if you rewind, I was saying the only way that they can draw people in is to become experts in games. Like yeah. they have to offer people, they have to give people a reason, like when they need something, yeah. they think, who can who can help me in real life? Yeah. GameStop. Like, mm-hmm. And this this offers people that. Like if I want to get better at Apex, I can go talk to somebody at GameStop. I yeah. can go to this clinic. Um, and I don't know if it's too late or not, but I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the question is, is it too late? But I yeah. think it is a good idea because you know, the esports scene is growing and there's really no like dedicated esports, yeah. you know, retailer. Yeah. So well, I mean, it is an interesting um, I think way forward, it, but you're right, it's probably too late. I think of it, you know, like how many parents though would be willing to drop their kid off at GameStop for three, four hours to learn how to get better at Fortnite? I could totally see parents doing oh, yeah. that. Right. Like, oh yeah, like that's well, a lot of them are in malls and stuff, yeah. so it's it's really like yeah, like uh, go 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 to this clinic, you know? Yeah. I think they could literally pay people, GameStop reps, an hourly rate to teach their kid to play Fortnite. Oh know? yeah. Yep. So I don't know. I'm glad they're finally like doing something different because yeah. I mean they've just been floundering for it. It seems or, like ages or, now. Yeah, total destruction is in their future if they, if they don't do something. Yeah. I mean, they tried to sell themselves and like nobody. Multiple times. Yeah, people were like, ah. Oh, right, because they're not doing anything. Yeah. You know, they're they buying have no... a sinking ship. Yeah, exactly. So one of the things that we lost last episode is we discussed uh, the announcement of Google Stadia and Apple Arcade. And I don't think we're going to get well, too you know, here. I saw a video on YouTube that made me a little bit glad that that happened because apparently Microsoft did GDC released a few more uh, details on X Club. Yeah, they did. So, and we didn't really get into that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of glad that we have a chance to re-react and yeah. really, really talk about these, you know, these big three. You know, yeah. And their plans and how they're different. Um, I mean, all, all I'm really gonna say is that I was totally underwhelmed by both of these offerings and that. You know, on this show and all over the internet, we've hyped up for so long. Google and Apple are coming for gaming. They're coming for gaming. And companies this size, like, I was really expecting them to be, like, swinging for the fences. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Apple's thing is, like, I think Apple Arcade could be a success because you could get people to pay a subscription fee. It's like a, it's like one of those, like, this is viable right now. They'll make some money off of it. Yeah. I just don't think it competes a whole lot with... The other two. The big players. Yeah, not yet, anyway. Uh, I don't think it ever will, because it's mobile. Well, I mean, the current iPhone is as powerful as an Xbox One. Yeah. The original Xbox One, which, you know, is really good enough. Yeah. Because, I mean, right now, graphics are just sort of... Yeah. Yeah, like um, Google, you know, they're showing the 10 gigawatts of power or whatever. And I'm looking at it, I'm just like... Still looks the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I mean, yeah. I guess it's a little clearer, but you know, for being like nearly double the power of an yeah. Xbox One X, it was like, yeah, that's it. Like, yeah, that's right. what we're getting. And see, that that was my biggest disappointment with Google is that they showed no games. They showed nothing. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, what games do they have? Right, and that 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 was what disappointed me. So it's like, well, 
people have been talking about, well, streaming's the future, streaming's the future, and I could, I can see where it's going to make a significant impact. Well, one of the... But when I look at this as a platform, I'm like, there's nothing here. Well, one of the things we didn't discuss last time we recorded this episode, and that I think is really important to discuss this time, is that Microsoft's xCloud works, you know, out of the box with all Xbox Right, with all those games. All, all Xbox games. Right. So, so Xbox obviously has a huge lead over right. Google right out of the box. And it'll work on all devices, and it's it's like smart sensing. Like, it knows what device you're playing it on, and it'll adjust to, you know, make the experience yeah. the best it can be. Um, so, you know, developers can take the extra step to optimize it for, uh, you know, like, like a cell phone. Mm-hmm. But if they choose not to, they'll just, you know, like Microsoft themselves will just slap like a, an default. Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, a default Xbox overlay. Now, here's the thing. If you think about all the buttons on an Xbox One X controller. There's a lot of the shoulder buttons. Yeah, yeah, They will slap all of that on, yeah. your, on your little tiny, right. you know, iPhone or whatever. And it, it is pretty cluttered looking. Yeah. But that's, that's their only option if uh, right. developers don't want to optimize their games. Yeah. I And see, that's what I'm thinking. It's like I'm looking at Apple. Like, the, both of these... Google and Apple, these seem, I was expecting, like I said, like swings for the fences. Yeah. And they both seemed like baby steps to me. Yeah. Like, and, and that's not to say that five years from now, we might be looking at totally different. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, we said, um, for, for me, it'll, Apple's will be interesting to see if it can make mobile gaming more interesting to people like you and I who pretty much right now just completely right don't on the Because, you know, there's all the add-ons and stuff, and Apple said, nope, there's going to be no add-ons. Yeah. You know, from the game ships, that's it. That's what the game will be. So, um, no no hidden costs, no, none of that junk. So, that, I, I think that is a really big um, shift for mobile games. So, I'm curious to see how that how that will play out for them. Yeah. Did they um, say when arcade's coming out? I think it's the summer. summer. That's yeah, what I, I think thought. summer. Uh, so speaking of Apple, Apple announced a, a credit card, which I don't think we need to discuss this no. time. Yeah. Uh, they we're... announced a TV, Apple TV, and okay. this this was breaking news yesterday, yesterday, two days ago. They canceled is it Air Power, which was a huge black eye for them because they were like, oh yeah, it's coming. And, yeah, like so many times they said it's. I read that like even like two weeks ago they said it was like almost done. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, I guess in sort of a way it was. Uh, <laughs> well, it was almost done. Yeah. Um, like cooked. Well, I, I heard there was a Tim huge, I heard there was a Tim huge Apple. fight within Apple. Like there was, there was one side that was like, "Oh, we got this way to cool it. We'll be able to cool it." And the other side saying, "There's no way in hell you're going to be able to cool this thing to what it needs." To, yeah. To you know, ship it. Remember when we had the and it looks like the side. Notes? Yeah, yeah. It looks like the side that said, "There's no way you're ever going to be able to cool this one out." Yeah. You know, but it was far too late at that point. So we also briefly discussed because there's really nothing to say. Sony finally held like some type of like Nintendo Direct yeah. inside Xbox. They called it State of Play. So now everybody has copied Nintendo's model. Yeah. To to a certain degree. Except nobody's doing it as well. Nobody does it nearly as well as Nintendo, which is shocking. I know. How is Utterly Nintendo stunned. the most? I know. Utterly stunning because usually Nintendo is like the most coolest. I have but. to think that um, maybe Xbox will start to catch up they'll start to figure it out but yeah um state of play though i mean they announced 
what was it, Iron Man VR, uh, No Man's Sky VR. That was like it. Was really? Like, I mean, I, I would expect, I mean, usually PlayStation has the best finger on the pulse. Usually. But these last up until you're right though. Two, I don't you're think right though. Have. Up until up until recently, it seems like Microsoft maybe has nudged ahead with like what people want. You know, ever since that Sony E three, that really yeah. bizarre one. Yeah. Sony just has been missing the mark. Well, and I know they've they've only they've changed a lot of personnel lately up the upper echelons of Sony. I just feel like they've gotten very like there's been no communication out of them for like oh, a year. Yeah, they've gone so silent. It's and, and I know it's because they're putting a lot in the PS in the PS five, yeah. and they can't say anything. But I just feel like they've lost because a ton of momentum, because like. yeah, because they were kings. They're they're you know right now they're on top. Yeah, and I think they just got too comfortable. Just like well, whatever, we'll do. Yeah. We'll we'll be there it later. Is, it is a little interesting because the narrative is completely changing. Especially, yeah. I mean, like you know, you got Google and you got Apple and you know Microsoft's doing you know yeah. strange crazy things. stuff. And you know Nintendo's Switch is so. Very successful. Yeah, it's so different already that yeah. it's already wildly successful. Yeah. And like Sony's just being quiet. What are and, they doing? Yeah. And, and, and you know that they're going to, uh, we know the last but you, you know what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen? And I mean, Sony's VR showing at PAX was, was really impressive. I mean, they had those big booths and yeah. whatever. But um, it's such a niche though. I know PS5's big thing is going to be VR. Yeah. And, you think that? Oh, absolutely. You really do? Oh, utterly. Got me yeah. a moment? Absolutely. Okay. You can you can take that to the bank. Okay. PS5's big thrust will be VR. You know, PlayStation VR 2. You know, like that'll be side by side with it. And that's and just I so think that's a mistake. Oh, I think that's a huge mistake. Because, you know, I mean, the market's just shown that it's just not interested. It's just always going to be a niche. Yeah. And it, that niche may grow. Yeah, it, but it's still gonna be a niche. Yeah, I mean, I could see it growing. You know, supposedly Apple's gonna launch some AR headset. Yeah, like glasses, like sunglasses or something. If that's popular, like something like that could work. Yeah, but I don't think VR is ever really gonna deliver. I just feel like Sony, right? They've grown so sedentary. I mean, you take it back to the stuff like the E3 with literally only four games. Um, and, and then the whole crossplay debacle. Yeah. And there's just kind of been like one mistake after another where they're yeah. just kind of like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, kind I mean, of they, were, they were on fire, you know, huge hits nonstop for most of the generation. And then it's like they were like, okay, we're going to go in PS5 mode. It and feels just like... I mean, maybe they're going to blow the doors off when they when they reveal PS5. I don't know. Right, they might. They, they better because... I don't, you know, they'll have, Horizon, they'll have Horizon 2 and they'll have some big games. But it feels just like the end of the Xbox 360 era, where like the last two E3s that Microsoft yeah, had gone were very boring. Yeah, it was like, well, here's some new third-party games. Yeah, and, uh, Connect. Right. And yeah, I mean, v PSVR almost feels like yeah, the Connect of, yeah. of the, the next generation. But um, so speaking of VR, this segues perfectly. Valve just revealed the Index. They're, they actually have their own VR headset coming out, and it's apparently coming out in May, which is very soon. So uh, there's no other info about this. No price, no like, oh, and we're launching it with Half-Life 3, or no. Are there, is there a new Valve flagship game for this? Yeah. Because that could be interesting. I mean, it's very bizarre. Very bizarre timing, isn't it? Yeah, I, mean, I think so. Like, the market's just sort of gone cold. Yeah. Which, you know, maybe they're looking at and saying, hey, you know, like, there's 
there's no dominant player. We could be that. Well, see, and that's player. what I'm saying. If they come out with, oh, hey, and this launches with some killer app. Half, not, it's not going to be Half-Life 3, but yeah. uh, Team Fortress 3. Uh, yeah, yeah. They had defeat. Yeah, I mean, if they, if they release it with something that is really different and really, you know, like, can change the narrative of ER. Yeah. You know, the Halo yeah. type game. Right. VR, killer right? app from, yeah. from Valve would be huge. Yeah, I mean, maybe that, but, like, they're, they're so far behind their competition, especially, like, Oculus and... This is typical Valve these days, though, because the... And I, I always say this, and nobody thinks about this. They have no management structure, zero. Yeah. Everybody's equal. There's no. I don't. Gabe is technically, you know, like the head. Or yeah. And I, but they have. There's nobody there who tells this guy, "Well, you're developing this." It's all like homogenous. Yeah, and you know, it's it's I also think that's bad. thinking on. It's also really awkward because uh, not only is is an a bad time for VR unless they're going to do something big and change the narrative. But they also got Epic just hammering yeah. at their core business. Yeah. And so now they're, you know, like last time they, they looked away from their core business, it was for Steam Machines. And that was a, you know, total disaster. Total disaster. And I they mean, must have if, lost hundreds of millions. What if this is a total disaster? Too? I said I mean, as soon as they started getting into hardware, this is a mistake. This is very they should dangerous not be messing around with hardware. Steam, I think. Um, yeah, I just saw, I don't know if I put it on here or not. I feel like I tried to, I can't remember. That they finally released, they made a blog post about Artifact. They yeah. finally said something, because they said nothing. Yeah. And they said that this was the first game in their history where their expectations and reality were, there was such a gap. Yeah, oh yeah. And they said that they're, they're working to, on these major updates. They're gonna change both the gameplay and the economy, which, I still think if they totally revamp the gameplay and relaunch it as free to play, I think people will, you know, start get on board. Back in. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, it really is a weird time for Valve, who's yeah. been such a they've been such a rock before. Yeah. And now like they're showing cracks. But being that rock was their strength, but it was also their weakness because they literally just acted as a rock. They yeah. did nothing. Yeah, they just said We're just going to sit here. We got, got Counter-Strike and we got Dota 2. Yeah, and they just figured out. And we got Steam. We'll be untouchable forever. Um, yeah, so it's going to be really interesting. The next couple of years of gaming are going to be some of the It's going to be a bloodbath. Oh, it's going to be an it's absolute gonna be war. It's going to be a great time to have I a mean, podcast. We, we've talked about console wars for years. Yeah. But this, this is going to be a war. I mean, this yeah. is going to be an all-out war because, yeah. I mean, look at our next topic. Um, well, let's, let's, I just want to mention that Gabe Newell responded to a question publicly about the next Half-Life installment. The guy said, will I see another Half-Life game before I die? And Gabe Newell replied, just don't die in the next five years or so with a smiley face. So, draw your own conclusions. Yep, that's all you can say about that right now. Uh, it's got it's to happen eventually. If, I'm going to take this line. If time and space is infinite... Then there will be another. <laughs> Alright, so time for God Mode moments. Juicy rumors. Walmart is considering making its own game streaming service. Yeah, so I mean that goes right back to what we were just saying. Oh, it's going to be an absolute war because now you got you got Apple, you got Google, you got Microsoft, you got Verizon, you got Verizon, you got Amazon, Walmart. who's still to come. You got Walmart, who's only getting in probably because Amazon is. Yeah, plenty and, to catch up. And Am Walmart thinks it has to be everywhere. I'm gonna pitch Rite Aid. Uh, yeah, so I mean that's that's like seven 
mega ultra yeah. international corporation. Yeah. And there's probably some that I've forgotten, you know. I uh, mean, wasn't isn't Belkin release like some sort of streaming service too? You can stream any uh, any Steam game that you yeah. own to any device that you own through Streamlink, the new version of Stream Steamlink. So, yeah. Steam Light, that's yeah. Steam Light. So, it'll be pretty much just in your own home. It's like xCloud, but with your Steam Light. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that sort of throws Valve in there, and then I'm sure Epic will eventually yeah, do something. Sure. So, I mean, it's just going to be, it's going to be total pandemonium in the next ask. couple of years. And I, I will say this, I will not support Walmart's stream no, service. No, me neither. Uh, this is another carryover from last episode. The latest rumor is that Modern Warfare 4 which is the Call of Duty game coming out this year, if all information that has leaked is accurate, and I think it is, will not have a Battle Royale. And I think we kind of agreed that... It's mostly down to their, their business model. What's right? that? Well, that... Yeah. But I think, it's a, I think it's a good idea at this point, because if they're going to make another game this year, which we know they're going to, even though it's a bad thing, there's not much competition in that core, like, team deathmatch arena style game anymore. Yeah. But there is a battle royale. So I think it's a good idea for them to focus on, this is what made Call of Duty great. Let's stick with it. Do another good one and, yeah. you know, reinvigorate our base. Yeah. Because, like, Blackout came out, it was really good, and it just got past, surpassed. It, it really does feel like we're, we're at a point where, like, an inflection point where, you know, whatever the future is, is about to be written, right? Like all yeah. the old guard, they're they're in such precarious yeah. positions. Like, yeah. Where they haven't been in years and years and years. Yeah. So this next one, this one came out of the freaking blue. I can't wait to talk about this one. Yeah, me too. So the rumor is that from so we know that from software, now that Sekiro is out, has two more games in development. One of them is most likely either a sequel to Demon Souls or Bloodborne. Yeah. I have to believe it's Bloodborne 2, PS5, which mm -hmm. would get a lot of people excited. The rumor is that the other one is an open world action game where you fight control for control of various kingdoms and that the game is written by George R.R. R. Martin, the author of the Game of Thrones books. So, so might you say this is a game of thrones? This, my initial reaction to this <laughs> was like, well, that sounds really good. And then I got furious. I was like, if he is, wait, I was like, wait, if he is writing uh, this instead of Winds of Winter, I'm going to kill somebody. He's, he's writing a different game of Thrones. Right. It's like the same. And I can see why they would come to him. It makes perfect sense. But if he was oh, like, yeah, let, let me write another alternate Westeros. Let, let us picture this game. It's a game where there's... Seven kingdoms. Bunch of kingdoms fighting for control. Well, that's what they say you can do you, in this game. Can you game. write us something for that? I feel like this is a rumor that... I feel like this is a half-truth. I feel like yeah. maybe they're developing an open-world game where you fight for control of kingdoms. And then I feel like somebody made a joke. You know, like, oh, it sounds like something George R.R. R. Martin would have come yeah, up with. Yeah. And then it that just, became the just, story. I mean... Yeah, that'll be really strange if If he is writing this instead of Winds of Winter, I will freak. Like, it, like I said at first, I was like, oh man, this is a game that, that I might really like. And this might be the From game that really gets me excited. And then I was like, wait, there's a book that will really get me excited. And if he's not writing it, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be pissed. 
This one came out of left field for me. Yeah, this is really bizarre. But when I, while I did some background research on this, and it made more sense. So Monolith, who's the developer of, what is it, Xeno Saga? Xenoblade? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Xeno... Uh, is it Xeno Gears? Maybe that's it. One of those Japanese RPG yeah. franchises. It's hiring people to work on the Zelda franchise. And a lot of people got super psyched, like thinking that Monolith has been turned loose to develop, you know, like a Zelda RPG for Nintendo. Which it's possible, but I guess Nintendo has enlisted Monolith to work on Zelda before, and that actually Monolith worked on uh, Breath of the Wild. That they designed a lot of the environments for Breath of the Wild. And not a lot of people know that, but Monolith has done this before. And it's so it's likely that it's just for the next... It's, it's Xenoblade Chronicles, too. Okay. I don't think I would know that, because I'm actually holding that game. Uh, um, you so, know, the, and this is, this is Monolith Soft. Yes. Not to be confused with Monolith that works for Warner Brothers. Yeah. So, I just think it's more likely that they're probably just working on the next Zelda game with Nintendo, because they've already done this before. They, yeah. did, they worked on Breath of the Wild, they were, did like environmental art. So, do you think, could it, could it maybe be like a, a Zelda RPG, like a more RPG Zelda? Well, that's what everybody was speculating, but I don't, I don't think so, because, I mean, the precedent is there for them just to help. They do like basically support for yeah. development. Oh, okay. So I, I think that's what, it's possible that it's a Zelda RPG, but I, still, I think it's probably just the next Zelda game, okay. which is probably still years out, but that's just my opinion. So Forbes put out a story today that was really interesting, saying that Bungie may remove Crucible from Destiny 3. So Crucible is the, the PvP multiplayer. Oh. So they're basically saying that the developer of Halo, one of the greatest multiplayer games of all time, may be removing the competitive multiplayer from the next iteration of Destiny. I think maybe that would make me a little more interested, actually. Yeah. Well, this is the question, because Anthem purposely didn't do PvP because they found it too hard to balance PvE and PvP together. Like, yeah. it, if you nerf a gun because it's too strong in PvP, well then it's garbage in PvE too and nobody uses it. Yeah. Um, and like all the content that Bungie's been making has been very PvE focused. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just sort of like my multiplayer and single player games to be separate. Yeah, and just tuned for that. Well, I think at this point that's the way it's going. Like, I think the industry is going that way. Like, yeah. It's funny because when a game would come out five years ago, if it was multiplayer only, everybody was like flop. Yeah. Flop, yep. failure. Yeah. If it came out and but it was single you remember, player, even only, when Street flop, Fighter Five came out, it was like, "Where's the story mode?" In right. a fighter, Who right? Cares right. about the story mode. Shadowrun failed because there, there was no campaign. That's yeah. why nobody bought it. There's no campaign. This is garbage. Yeah. And now it's like things are really breaking down that exact way. Yeah. Thank God. About time. So this one really made me scratch my head. This is both Tech Time and that so Sega. So Sega announced the Genesis Mini for $79.99. It releases this fall with 40 games. Some of the prominent games are Comic Zone, Echo, The Dolphin, Toe Jam and & Earl, and Sonic. Haven't they already done this before? I mean, I've, I've seen, seen them this before. before. Yeah, I've seen them out there before, too. Um, did they maybe 
Yeah, I mean, I've seen those, new I see these at Christmas. Yeah. Like, um, I wonder if they licensed out to somebody else, and now this is like directly a real from them. version. Yeah. Um, what about that lineup? You know, Toad Game and Earl, whatever the new Toad Game and Earl is. Um, saw it that was at PAX. Yeah. yeah. Um, as for the the rest of the lineup, I just hope it has um, Factor Man. It doesn't. Oh. Well, no, no, I I, I lied. They didn't reveal all the games. Okay, please, please have Vector Man and Vector Man Two. Um, yeah, that's really all. Oh, I need. You know what else I thought about it uh, as we were coming home from PAX? I don't remember if I said this out loud. We never, I at least never saw Turtle Rock's VR game. I wanted to go try to see if I could play that. Yeah, I never saw it anywhere. No, I know it was there, but I don't yeah. know where it was. Yeah, there was a lot of games where you it's know, probably like, hidden by a hot dog yeah. stand or something. <laughs> <laughs> Time to. Breathe through some market mode. Uh, you know, we were talking about Anthem earlier. We talked about it a lot. How big of a critical failure it was. How many problems the game has had with the community since launch. Well, it was the best-selling game of February, and it's the second best-selling game of 2019 so far. And they've made a hundred million dollars in microtransactions since launch. So, our 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 use of the word failure is. Yeah, uh, in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, it might need to be adjusted a little bit. Uh, Metro Exodus sold 2.5 times more on the Epic Game Store than the last Metro game did on Steam. Uh, I don't remember what we said about that. It's hard to hard to gauge. Well, yeah, it's hard to say what that means exactly because I feel like this this Metro game got more more um, exposure, you know, especially on consoles. Yeah. Than than any other, um, you know, any other Metro game before. I kind of wonder if some of these games aren't hopping to the Epic Game Store, just because when they do, everybody starts talking about it because it's controversial. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and I have it to wonder. It's a huge yeah. amount. Yeah. When this uh, switched publicity. to the Epic Game Store, people were talking about it for weeks. Yeah. About how big of a deal that. But this one, this this Metro game just looked so much better. I think it was the last insane. one. I, I'm so disinterested. I, I, I do kind of want to play it, but I'll wait until it hits Game Pass. Well, will it? They're on the Epic Games. <laughs> well, I don't know. Good point. Okay. Yeah, but I assume that doesn't have any effect for the console versions. So who knows? Epic's money having people yeah. off the damn them. But uh, another thing, the funny thing that Tim Sweeney said, and I actually like this. Tim Sweeney's the head of Epic. He said that they won't accept crappy games or bloatware on the Epic you know, Games Store. It, it's kind of fun having Tim Sweeney in one corner and, and Gabe. Gabe in the other corner and just watching him. Well, <laughs> Gabe says nothing. Or, yeah. Well, you know, when he does say stuff, it's usually pretty wacky. Or yeah. You're stupid. Well, Tim Sweeney's um, quite out there as well. Yeah. Oh, t- yeah. He's like sort of. He's almost like the polar opposite. Yeah. So that's why that's why I just find it so interesting because they're so different. Yeah. And uh, you know, and you see that when you look at their stores. Like, yeah, Tim Sweeney, he's a very aggressive person. Yeah, and his store is very aggressive. Well, and I very, like this very though. quiet, very laid back. I like this though because Steam is just so saturated with like eighty percent of the software on there is crap. Yeah, and I think Epic has a point where like if you open the Epic Game Store, you find a game on here, you're looking at a triple A product. Yeah, yep. I think that's not a bad approach. Uh, Apex Legends made $92 million in its first month, becoming the highest grossing free-to-play game of all time in its first month, more than Fortnite. So, so Apex made $100 million, Anthem made $100 million, yep. EA is just backing the truck up. <laughs> well, 
The next thing is EA just laid off 350 people in marketing, publishing, and analytics. <laughs> well, thanks, man. Um, I mean, I think last episode you said that it might just be because they're failing to predict trends. Yeah. You know, like they but thought it, they thought battle. They, like they thought you could tell they thought their direction was battle with battlefield was a brilliant you know, idea. I, I had another idea too, though. Like, because I've you know, if you've been watching, you know. Uh, the stock market and stuff. There's a lot of people now like saying like recession is is, I see, is imminent. I see that. It's yeah. coming very soon. So and I see a I see a lot of layoffs uh, yeah. and downsizing of the workforce and, yeah. and across right a lot of industries right now. And so I, I just wonder are businesses like gearing up to prepare for you know the, the hard times? Yeah. So. Um, which is funny because I think in a way it's, it feeds into it. You yeah. know, like you lay off all these people. Well, of course there's going to be a recession. Yeah, now they can't buy anything. So it's just, you know, you're feeding into your own fear. You know, it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So Bethesda is bringing all of their, their upcoming games to Steam, turning away from uh, making them all exclusive on their own launcher, which is previously how they were operating. So. I know, I know last time we said basically this is a surprise to no one because their launcher is going nowhere, so yeah. don't Good. bother. Good. Uh, this was a surprising one. This happened while we were at PAX. Amazon Prime now comes with a free year of Nintendo Online. Wow. I tried to I tried to get that, and I, I don't know. It gave me some weird air, and I haven't tried again since. I got thinking about this, and I actually think this is a bigger move on Amazon's part because... You know, Amazon's always looking for, you know, where to get money next. And most Nintendo online customers, so to speak, are younger. Yeah. So I feel like, kind of like Geico, Geico was like, well, this is an untapped demographic. I feel like Amazon's looking at that, like, look at these 12-year-old kids. Let's get Amazon in their head now. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. They're, they're definitely going for some sort of synergy. Or 8-year-old kids. I mean, both, both sides have something to gain. You know, I mean, Twitch is, you know, sort of uh, the gateway for a lot of kids um, to online gaming. So Nintendo's probably looking at it as like, hey, like, we want to be affiliated with, with Twitch. Yeah. And, you know, Amazon. they don't have a Twitch app on Switch yet? No. No. So, I mean, it, it, it sort of gives them a little bit of exposure to, yeah. to an area where they have none right now. So, yeah. Well, I, mean, well, I, think, and I think it's just a partnership. Like, that that's a good point. Models. There are a lot of kids who watch Twitch. So then when they hear that you can get a free year of Nintendo online by subscribing to Twitch Prime, which is part of Amazon Prime, yeah. it's all yeah, it's all connected. Yeah, yeah. So it, it definitely makes sense why they would do this. Kaz Harai has officially retired from Sony. Wow. Do you have any words of um, happy trails? Man, so many memories, right? I mean, was he the Ridge Racer guy? Was he? I don't know. I can't remember now. It seems like he was. I think he was. Uh, he was definitely the guy who drove the dagger in uh, at the Xbox One unveiling. Yeah. Because he had that video where this is how you share on PlayStation, and he hands the he hands the disc. Which I feel to, like nobody. But that was that the next morning. I mean, that was just like a nuclear bomb yeah. going off because. That was exact, and they must have just filmed it right after. Oh yeah, yeah. Like they, they, they watched Xbox conference. Instantly. Yeah, yeah. They, they saw the Xbox conference, and he's like, "Okay, we got." Because they were on, I think, <laughs> the next morning. Yeah. Like, they had like sixteen hours yeah, to prepare yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that was really the incredible thing about it, and uh, 
so that that'll always be my lasting memory about him was you know he, he you know just doing stuff like that and he really did uh, do a good job um oh yeah as as the boss of all sony uh, you know elevating playstation i was gonna say i think you could argue because he stepped down as ceo i think a year or two ago yeah. but he's still been chairman yeah and i think you could argue that we were just talking about the last year or two sony's been like dead quiet well yeah. maybe it's because there's a void there yeah because he might be right who knows um, but yeah you're i mean he took over for that stringer guy right do you remember that stringer guy? no i can't remember but i think he did it just it just struck me that we're going to be heading into the next generation without kaz without reggie because reggie's gone oh, that's now. true um Phil's still here. Phil's still staying. Still trucking. Maybe Don Matrick will become the new uh, Nintendo of America president. Uh, God bless Don Matrick. They'll try to close down Nintendo. <laughs> He'll tell them that you guys should not be making video games. <laughs> uh, Alright, Godspeed Stories. The Cadence of Hyrule was announced, which is a rhythm-based action game from the developers of Crypt of the Necro Dancer. This is literally a Zelda game. A rhythm, rhythm adventure Zelda. Game. You know, I, I don't remember what um, what we said exactly. I think we said like um, that this this is really bold and you know something only Nintendo would do or whatever. But I'll tell you, after after seeing just shapes and beats, now I'm twice as excited for this game just because you know like any any um, rhythm games you know that's that's where I'm at right now. I think you've got to give Nintendo credit because they're very. They always choose the right partnerships. They do these like crazy out there ideas. Like, who you know, not a lot of people will be like, okay, let's do a rhythm based Zelda game. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like would Microsoft look at Halo and be like, yeah, let's do a rhythm based Halo? No, they'd be like, no, no, no. Yeah, like, let's do that. We gotta guard this <laughs> franchise. But Nintendo does a very good job of picking partners that are like, this game makes a lot of sense. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so give them credit for that. Quantic Dream is bringing Detroit Beyond and Heavy Rain to PC as Epic Games Store exclusive. Cuphead is coming to Switch, but Xbox Live is not. That was from GDC the week before. Angry Birds AR got announced. The Sea of Thieves Mega Update hits April 30th. It adds the Arena PvP, Fishing, which I don't know how that wasn't in the game to begin with, Cooking, a story, which I don't know how that wasn't in the game to begin with. <laughs> yeah, I want to highlight that one. And that's the one year anniversary of the game as well. So, good job, Rare, I guess. Uh, a Lord of the Rings Gollum game was announced by Daedalic. This is a next-gen adventure game coming in 2021. Literally next-gen. Because they said this is releasing on all Whatever. platforms relevant oh. at the time. Which means <laughs> not uh, Xbox One. That's PS4. a good way of putting it. Shantae 5 got announced by Capcom. Call of Duty is coming to mobile as a free-to-play game. Back up the back up the money truck. Yep. CD Projekt Red confirmed that they plan to release two AAA games by 2021. And I think we speculated that obviously one is Cyberpunk, but the other one is probably like a, a Siri Witcher game. Witcher game. Yep. Uh, Moons of Madness got announced. It's coming out this Halloween for all the major platforms except switch i guess i should say boy you know let's 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 just go back to the cd project red for just yeah. a quick second um siri had this like dream slash vision 
that she went to the future and she she basically described cyberpunk. I think I've what heard if, about that. What if in this game you get to actually go to cyberpunk? To, to, yeah, and you live that part out for for like at least a, a portion. It's a terrible idea. At least a portion of the game. Terrible idea. Can you imagine? Just just imagine. You know, there is something later down I want to skip to. Uh, Gwent is coming to iPhone this fall, which right. I feel like is a good move. But I can't believe they didn't launch this game for mobile well, I'll tell you before. What? Um, seeing seeing magic and the, the following is everywhere. Oh my god! But the, even the video games now is starting to like become yeah. the magic of magic. Yeah. Um, Moons of Madness got announced. It's a Lovecraftian space horror game, which I love cosmic horror. So yeah, I, I love Lovecraftian stuff. Uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood releases in July. This is a 1980s co-op shooter where you play as uh, Blazkowicz's twin daughters and they use the greatest electronic song of all time in this trailer. It's Turbo Killer by what's Carpenter. That, what's that new song with Youngblood? Who sings that? I, no I just imagine that's like the soundtrack on no, repeat. No, it's an 80s game. Youngblood! Yeah, but that song sounds sort of like 80s. Right? It's got the Rebarb or whatever it is. I, I don't know. Um, Divinity Fallen Heroes got announced. This is a tactical RPG. I keep he hearing about this Divinity franchise. It's held in oh, yeah. high regard. Yeah. The Elder Scrolls Blades is now available in early access. This is their mobile game. This is the one that they ripped out of. Uh, oh, uh, no, this, that's a different one. Um, okay, yeah, that's cool, I guess. That, that, I've heard nothing about it. It's available now, I heard nobody talking about it. I was thinking of Infinity Blade. Oh, that was, yeah, that's epic. Yeah. That's epic. Um, we already said Bullet Storm's coming to Switch, and we already talked about that, so we are good there. Uh, draw your own conclusions time. This was an interesting story. Microsoft, remember a couple episodes when I was saying, like, Notch really needs to shut his mouth? Yep. Microsoft has removed all references to Notch in Minecraft, yeah. which was his creation. That's... Uh, Probably the right choice. Do you think? Are you surprised by it? No, not really. Um, it's such like a blow. Yeah. Not I, mean, that, I mean, he's got he's rolling in money. So. Yeah, I mean, it's not gonna matter to him one way or the other now. But I mean, maybe you know, it's like oh, this is baby. But um, but I think it's the right thing to do because it's such like a family oriented thing. Yeah. That you just don't want to you you don't want to get it dragged into the whole political. Yeah. Sphere. I mean, it could do it could do enormous damage to the brand. Yeah. So it's just probably better to cut the cord and yeah. not even not even start the just ignore the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Let it go. So Battlefield Five Firestorm came out. Uh, I talked a little bit about that in the Devil's Cut of Episode Thirty Six. Basically, uh, it does nothing special whatsoever. It's decent all around. Everybody hates the looting system. It's a battlefield battle royale. It's not going to make an impact on on the market at all. The numbers are already way down on Twitch and stuff. To me, literally, uh, you know, if you're going to play Battlefield Five, play it for the core Battlefield experience. Tinker with Firestorm, that's fine. It's okay. It's just I really can't see anybody buying Battlefield Five for Firestorm or helping it. Yeah. I don't. It's not helping the brand. Like. I kept hoping that Firestorm would kind of bring Battlefield back to prominence. Yeah, me too. And it's it's not I even thought close. Maybe it's not going to do that. And, you know, the first trailer had me excited, but then I saw the first gameplay and I was like, oh, okay, you know, I think I'd just rather play Battlefield. Well, and I think part of the problem here is, I think EA is just spreading dice so thin. Like, yeah. I think 
Firestorm was probably mandated by EA. I don't think DICE wanted to do it, which is why Criterion had to make it. And it's, they, they have, they've literally, they've got no future content that they've announced. There's no DLC, there's no skins, there's no weapons or map updates. It's like, well, here it is, and that's it. It's kind of mm -hmm. like, we did it. There's no promise of, like, future you know, it's like Battle Royale on Battlefield, yep, here it is, but yep. there's not anything else. Yeah, so it's required, you know, it's the flavor of the week. Right. Uh, and I just feel like, with that said, though, it's almost like, why did you even do it? Like, yep. Because it's just going to fall on deaf ears. Yep. I don't know if you played anything else this, this week. I mean, we were at PAX. Yeah, I mean, week. I was going to say, oh, I was going to list all the stuff I played at PAX. Yeah, but, right. You know, like Mortal Kombat 11. What do you think of Mortal Kombat, by the way? Um... What do I think of the series or, or this, this new one? Yeah. Um, the new one, I, I really actually enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot, um, more so than ten. Did you like it more in Samurai Showdown? Um, you know, I think I did. Yeah, I think I did. You also played. I was that. kind of surprised at how Samurai Showdown played. It was a little slower than I thought it was gonna yeah. be. Um, uh, but you know, I only got one chance with Samurai Showdown. If I got another chance with Maybe that would change it if I yeah. if I picked a different character. So I don't want to say you know like it was better than Samurai Showdown. Right, I don't right. know for that for sure yet. Um, I mean Samurai Showdown that that was a lot of fun too. But Mortal Kombat surprised me with how with how fun it was. I mean like you can do some crazy stuff in that game. Yeah, <laughs> well know, like, it's Mortal Kombat. Yeah. So I mean we had a lot of fun with it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I played that, played, um... Void Bastards. Void Bastards, Ion, Maiden. What did you think of that? I actually liked it. I mean, you were interested in, in Wrath. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're two retro. They're both from 3D realms. Yeah, yeah. And they're both on the Quake 1 engine. But I, I thought I thought Ion Maiden was the cooler game. Um, but then I got lost. They look so similar. Yeah, oh yeah, they looked exactly... Except one was, like, sort of medieval. Yeah. And one is, like, you know, like... Just a straight up Doom yeah. rip off, essentially. Yeah. But it was it was a great. I mean, if you're gonna rip off Doom, this is how you do it. Right. And um, so what else did I play? Um, Shapes and Beats. That was cool. I, you know, I, I own that now. Uh, Samurai Showdown. Did you remember Bloodstained? What's that? Did you play Bloodstained? No, no. I, I didn't get. I didn't get to it. I, I tried. But I didn't, get to, I didn't get to play Beat Saber either, which was another game I wanted to play. You could buy that if you wanted to kill. Yeah, if I want to spend like another five hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, yeah, something like that. Maybe you'll own a Valve Index too. Yeah. Oh, maybe. I mean, that you know, if the product's good, but um, I'm probably missing a, a bunch of games. I wrote a bunch of games down that I wanted to give a shout out to. Um, Creature, Creature of the Well looked kind of cool. I didn't get to play it though, but I, I watched it quite a bit. Um, oh you know, I, well, I think what fascinated me about PAX, and I'm, I'm not trying to knock anybody, there were so many people sitting there playing games that are already out, just like on like high-end hardware. Like everybody's sitting oh, there yeah, playing yeah. Apex, everybody's sitting there playing Fortnite, and it's like, you all came out here to play Fortnite, you know, yeah. like, I don't know, I'm not knocking anybody, just like, yeah, I, I, do well, this, I do this at home. Yeah, and you know, I mean, it was an interesting vibe, wasn't it? Because like a lot of it would be considered shovelware that no one would give the time of day yeah. to. But since it's here at this show, yeah. like somehow it just becomes like. Well, you know, it's it's funny that you say that because the Dauntless booth was huge. Yeah. And I, 
Dauntless is free to play. It's out now. It's been yeah. out for months, and yeah. it's a great game. And I saw tons of people at that booth, and I'm like, I'm glad. I'm glad it's a yeah. game deserves attention. But I'm like, you could go download it now. Well, yeah. Well, guess what go I found download. out. Guess what I found out. That Shapes and Beats game. Yeah. That's been out since May. It's already out. Yeah. May yeah. of last year. Yeah. May of last year. Almost like a full year. Yeah. Uh, on the market. And I had never heard of it. It, yeah. had this, it just had this little tiny booth off in the corner. Like one station, probably. And yeah, it, it had a huge crowd around yeah. it. And like everybody was just going crazy. And I'd never even heard of it. So, I don't know, maybe I'm out of the loop. But I mean, it had this huge crowd. And like, this, they, they were smart. They had this excellent sound system. And it was just, you know, blasting away. And nice big screen. And so it was a lot of fun to, uh, you know, to huddle over. Because like, literally, they were like, you got to be inside this box. And yeah. the box is like, yeah, I don't know, like 10 by 10, but there was like 50 people. So we're all like literally, you know, like jammed in one on top of the other just watching this game. So, I mean, it was, it was a cool experience. Uh, the two games I played at PAX, I played Dusk, which I've mentioned it's already out. And uh, it's like a retro FPS, uh, kind of about you're fighting a cult. It was cool. I got to talk to the developers, and uh, you know, I, I played like one or two levels. I think it was pretty cool. I might buy it. I've been looking at it for a long time, so I was glad that even though it was already out, I finally had a reason to like sit down and you know, try it. And then I got to play Rad, which is Double Fine's new game. I'm a huge Double Fine fan. I think I own every single one of their games, and I'm kind of sad to report that Rad just was not. It did nothing special for me. And it, uh-huh. and it might be the case that it's just a, it's a demo on the show floor. You don't have a lot of context, you know, the full game. But it's like, it's an 80s themed action adventure game. Um, and you just like, literally you walk around and you just beat a couple enemies with this like croquet stick or something. And like, that was it. Like there's yeah. like, there's nothing wrong with it. And I was just like, eh, I kind of expect a little more from this. Yep. But I waited in line to play that, and that's pretty much all I actually got my hands on. Yeah. I'll talk about some nerd stuff. Yeah, let's move on to nerd stuff. All right, so did you ever see the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood trailer? No, I was oh, just thinking I should have watched that watch because they knew that. It's not, a, it's not a great trailer, but just the movie itself. You've got DiCaprio, you've got Brad Pitt, wow. Margot Robbie, and wow. a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. Stranger Things three, I know you have something to say. Oh yeah, I mean it looks it looks excellent. I, I for some reason I, I just really like the vibe oh, me of too. Stranger. I think it was really smart to base it around the holiday yeah. this season. Yeah, because it really gave it like that that motif that yeah. you can draw from. That like it's very vibrant. It's I mean Stranger Things itself is already a timepiece. Yeah, but now it's releasing on the Fourth of July, and the show takes place. Right around the fourth. Yeah, and I feel like they, you know, like you look at the, you look at the trailer and the, the poster, and the kids are in like brighter stuff. Like there's just so much more. Like I don't know. Like they consciously decided to go with a more vibrant look. Yeah. To it. And uh, so I'm, I'm interested to see. What, and you know, they're they're teenagers now, so yeah, it's gonna be, you know, very different. I, one and two, were you know they're they're still very Definitely young kids. kids. Yeah. So there's only so many stories they could tell. But now that they moved on to like the teenager era, yeah, they're gonna be able to, you know, do some more stories. I just I love. I mean, the first season to me is an all-time classic. Oh, absolutely. And I I'm really hoping this whole 
thing works out because I love from the get go they said this show is five seasons. Yeah. I love when I hear that because you know they're they've got they've already got a story arc in place. Yep. Like this is what it is. Yep. And I, I love that because the, yeah, the opposite because, is And it just doesn't it doesn't allow the show to drag on. Yeah. It's like, this is a story we have to tell from start to finish. It shows that I've already got the idea. So I love yeah. that. I know we uh crapped on Terminator Six, but so Terminator 6 is titled Terminator Dark Fate. It takes place after Terminator 2, and it ignores all other Terminator films except 1 and 2. James Cameron is producing, and the director of Deadpool, what the heck's that new series called? Love, Death, and Robots? Yeah. He's directing. It comes out this fall. The thing that's scariest to me about this is that they're CGing like five characters' faces, which just drives me nuts. And then, I mean, I've heard good buzz about it, but that still just yeah, I mean, always on, takes on, me out. On paper, it, it looks like it should be a success. Yeah. But I'll tell you, that first um, that first poster, just, you know, it just looked too much like some of the other Terminators lately. Bring Amelia Clark back. And and not enough like Terminator 1 and 2. So, like, I'm like, I don't know what to expect here. Yeah. Um, a, little, a little nervous. So. Yeah. But on paper, you look at the names attached to this one, and it should be a return to form. Yeah. So we'll see, I guess. I mean, Terminator 1 and 2 are all-time greats. Absolutely. So Conor McGregor seemingly retired from UFC on Twitter. He's been messing around on Twitter a lot since then, saying that he wants to fight this person next. He wants to yeah. fight. So I don't think, I don't even want to discuss it this time, too, he's, because he's, yeah. he's going to fight again. Yeah, he's that. just doing the uh, Floyd Mayweather model of, yeah. hey, guys, I'm retired. Oh, wait, no, I'm, I'm coming back yeah. for one more big fight. Get people talking. Yeah. Well, he's doing that in a lot of the wrong ways lately. Yeah. So Angelina Jolie is rumored to be the star of The Eternals. What do you think of that? Really bizarre. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, what's the Eternals? It's like Thanos's it, boys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like family. Yeah. Um, you know, this reminds me of something I just seen today. Uh, um, a uh, journalist asked um, uh, Paul Rudd what he thought about. Have you heard about the theory exploding up Thanos's butt? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, he asked Paul Rudd, you know, in an interview about that. And it was just so funny because you could tell, like, Paul Rudd just didn't want to touch it. Yeah. And he, he sort of alluded to why after a while. Like, yeah. you know, he's trying to think of something clever to get, up, get himself out of yeah. it. But the guy just kept, like, the interviewer just kept pushing Crossing. it. And he, so eventually he just sort of said, well, you got to think about the rating of the material. You yeah. know? <laughs> and, like, that was, like, the last thing he had to say about it. So obviously he was, like, worried that, like, he didn't want to get into it because yeah. he knew, like, Disney wanted to Oh, yeah, happy. Marvel's listening. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, so he, he was know, just trying to punt Well, and I think you know, this is their most serious event. They have built up to this for a decade. Yeah. And they don't want it to become a meme. They yeah. don't want it to be a joke. Well, that, and I think, you know, Ant-Man hiding in, in Thanos' ass and exploding his asshole. This <laughs> isn't really something that Disney likes to. Well, they did just bring back James Gunn, so I yeah. mean, yeah, you're right. Good bag. point. Good point. So, so flipping on the other side, rumor has it that Ezra Miller, who played the Flash in Justice League, <laughs> is already out. Good. That he he didn't like. They're doing a a Flash standalone movie. Yeah. Apparently he said he didn't like the script and he brought them his own script. 
Well, said, this is the movie we need to make. And they said, no. So he said, all right, I'm done. I'm not doing it. Okay. Well, so the apparently they're recasting the Flash. He wasn't that great of a Flash. How could he not even have a great Flash? Well, the TV show is pretty damn popular. Would you say it's great, though? No. Yeah. No. But, but it's popular. I can't explain Apparently why. the rumor is that DC, after the success of Aquaman, wants Flash to have a lighter tone as well. Yeah. And Ezra wanted to go darker oh with, with which they DC has tried and failed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I think DC. You know, given given Aquaman and um, to a lesser extent Wonder Woman and uh, Shazam. I think up. Wonder Woman. I didn't even watch Wonder Woman, but I think it had that. It was fun feeling. Yeah, yeah, it was lighter hearted than like yeah. anything before. Like Batman versus Superman. Yeah, or even yeah. Superman um, or Man of Steel movie. Um, so yeah, I think like they're like, okay, yeah, Marvel was right, we were wrong. We're right. just gonna do what Marvel does, and you know it's starting to work. So. so so here we have DC. They're recasting Batman. They are recasting Superman. They're recasting the Flash. They're recasting almost all of the Suicide Squad. Now, are they recasting Superman? That seems to be a sort of I've heard for debate. I heard that he's done. Yeah. Jason Momoa said, oh, no, he might come back. I don't yeah. believe Jason Momoa for yeah. a second. I mean, now, I hear he's got a cameo in Shazam, but you don't see it's his It's not face. him. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, Superman, but it's not so that's Henry Cavill. That's weird. It's just that it's, it's his back. Yeah, yeah. He drops down, so, and that's it. So, um... Yeah, I mean, it's I hear Shazam is going to be a success. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I'm which is super lighthearted. I am excited to see that. I hear it's like big, the old Tom Hanks. Yeah, movie and I like that. superhero. That's movie. why I'm excited to see because I did like that movie when I was a kid. Because you know, like when you're a kid, it just is, it's such an appealing idea. Yeah. Like, what if I could just grow up right now? Um, so yeah, it should be interesting. So there's a few games coming out this week: Bomberman Crew Complete Edition for PS4 and Switch. Darksiders War Mastered Edition for Switch, Dragon Super Dragon Ball Heroes World Mission for Switch and PC, and Not My Car, which is a car combat battle royale. And they've given yeah. me they've given me my own skin. Why? They've given me my own skin in the game. What? Yeah. My my car will have a oh a logo, cool, a flag on it that says Mayor Rounds WP with my dog on it. Nice, alright. Yeah. I'm the only one who can get it though. <laughs> for real, it's not, it's not for sale or anything. It's just when I play the game, okay. that's what I get. Alright. So, I wish I could sell it. That'd be great. Microtransaction, yeah, purchasable, yeah. funding God Mode Unlock. Yeah. Right. So that's it. We basically jams two episodes into one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good episode. Are we gonna call? What are we gonna call this? Thirty six, I guess. Thirty six and one. Thirty six to Neo. Thirty six. Yeah. yeah. All right, episode 36, God One Unlocked Out. And one half. <laughs>